Hello, everyone. Let's just quickly go over our disclaimer, and then we will get started. This presentation is given for educational purposes only. We're not broker-dealers or financial advisors. We're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk and trading options is substantial, and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. If we show any trades and or results in this presentation, please consider them to be hypothetical computer simulated trades and or results, realizing that they can be different from live trades for many different reasons. Okay, so let's get going here. Welcome to our special webinar, our three essentials to creating a successful trading business. My name is John Locke from LockingYourSuccess.com, and I'm on here with Stephen Hammett, our senior options mentor and instructor. Hello, Stephen. Hey, John. Hey. We specialize in helping people achieve financial freedom through options trading, and we're here today to help you into that process. So I'm just going to start off and then Stephen will come in a little bit later. I'm going to talk about the three must-have essentials before relying on trading for an income. So there are three of these must-haves. And the first one that I like to talk about is having an adaptable trading methodology that changes based on where edge is present in the market and the knowledge and mechanical skills to effectively adapt that methodology to future market changes. Realize that having an adaptable trading methodology is very, very different than finding a set of trading rules that back-tested well and needing that strategy to produce the same results forever into the future in order for you to be successful as a full-time trader. It's also very different than having multiple good years trading with a certain strategy and then hoping those results are going to continue forever into the future. Realize that a, a strategy wins most consistently only so long as it has an edge that's present or can be taken advantage of in the marketplace. And also realize that the edge present in the marketplace changes over time, meaning that regardless of your strategy, it is going to go through periods of poor performance, regardless of how well it pack tested. Now, when we talk about edge, Many traders think it's easy to determine when a strategy has lost its edge in the marketplace. In fact, if I were to ask most traders or most people how they know when a strategy has lost its edge, the most common answer I'll get is, that's easy. I know my trade lost its edge if it loses, say, so many trades over a certain period of time. They say, if that happens, the edge is gone, and I know I need to go and trade something else. But that's not actually true, or it's not, or at least it's not reality. Realize that it's possible, in fact, it's actually quite common for any given strategy to lose five or 10 or even more trades. Well, at the same time, if you look at the underlying market conditions, the edge of that strategy is building into the marketplace and setting a certain strategy up for a series of wins. And it's possible to know when it's going to happen. For example, in our Go membership, which is one of the membership levels we have at Lock In Your Success, uh, last year with the Bearish Butterfly in late 2020, that strategy was experiencing a fairly long losing streak. And understand that all strategies, regardless of how well they back-tested, are going to experience fairly long losing streaks at one point or another in the future. And the worst two losses of that streak happened to be the first two trades of 2021, our January and February expiration. Well, 
as those losses were occurring, I told the membership that it was going to be a great time to start trading the bearish butterfly. And people were like, what are you, crazy? Right? They thought I was nuts. Why would I start trading a strategy that's in the losing streak? It's because 18 months ago when I said that, every month since then, every single trading cycle since that time, after that last trade, when I was talking about trading the bearish butterfly, every one of them has won for the last, and that's for the last year and a half. That's 18 trades in a row that we won in a trading strategy that at the time, most people wouldn't touch that trade because it was doing so poorly. Understand that the reverse also happens. In fact, I bet many of you have experienced it. Probably you've experienced it repeatedly. It's when you have this trading strategy that either back-tested well or performed well for a period of time. So you see this and you try it and it goes well. So you escalate size. And once you're trading larger than ever, the edge goes away, you lose money, and you say, well, this isn't any good anymore. And then you, you're off to repeat the next cycle, with the, the same cycle with the next trade, essentially. What you're experiencing there is the loss of an edge that was once present and is no longer present. And that this loss of edge is really quite foreseeable. Understand that many times, as a trading strategy is performing its best, the underlying edge in the marketplace that that strategy is taking advantage of is, is literally coming apart at the seams, setting that strategy up for a period of bad performance. And a real life example of, it, of this going this way is something I said about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, for those of you who may or may not know, is a trading strategy that we cover in our Go membership, and it has a 94% success rate historically since 2002. And this trade was experiencing its 21st win in a row, right? That's 21 consecutive wins coming off the COVID crash. Now in the Go membership, I was stating that this winning streak was soon going to be coming to an end. And once again, many people didn't believe it. You know, why would I, why would I not trade this trade? It's been winning for the, one of the last 21 trades. The results are fantastic. And if you, like I said, if you go all the way back to 2002, which is almost 20 years ago, right? 20 years of performance, we got like a 94% win rate on the trade. So why would I not trade it? But I was stating the winning streak is going to be coming to an end. And here we are halfway through 2022 and the Super Bowl is down a substantial amount of money for the year. So that's not a good way to determine whether you're going to do well in the future or not. And you know, I would ask you to, to imagine the difference in trading results between the guy who didn't trade the bearish butterfly because it did poorly the year before and the guy who traded the bearish butterfly aggressively because this person understood the trade and he understood the edge that was present or building in the marketplace. Then he traded that trade aggressively at a large size as conditions were turning into his favor. And also imagine the difference between the guy who's oversized in a Super Bowl trade coming into 2022 because of the winning streak versus the guy who stopped trading the Super Bowl because he saw the edge of that strategy or the edge that that strategy took advantage of in the marketplace was actually falling apart. And then from there, you know, think about the difference of the probability of success 
that these two people are going to have as a full-time trader in the marketplace, in the future markets, between the two approaches we've been talking about. The difference in these tra traders or the likelihood that they're going to, the difference in the likelihood that they're going to succeed as a full-time trader is staggering. My point being that to be successful as a full-time trader, you need to realize that backtesting and recent results do not give you an indication about the, the strength of a strategy's current edge or what it's going to be in the future. It doesn't give you any indication as to whether or not that edge is going to be present later in the future or how you're going to do as a trader in the future. All it tells you is how you would have done in the past. Therefore, backtesting and recent results of a trade in isolation would not be a good method for you to determine your future success as a full-time trader, which is what so many people tend to do. In fact, let me just talk about this for a minute. I have a fellow trading mentor who was not trained by me, who I talked to on occasion, who was very, very excited that this guy was following his trade alerts and he did really, really well. And therefore he was going to quit his job and go out full-time as a trader. And I'm like, and you're happy about this? You know, wh what are you crazy? This person is set up to fail. All this person knows is he followed some guy trading and he has these set of trading rules and they did well for a certain period of time. That does not by any means set this person up for success as a full-time trader. It may give him the false illusion that he can be successful as a full-time trader, but that's perhaps the worst thing that a person can have because eventually reality is going to come into his fantasy world and it's going to beat the crap out of him. And this person is going to be back looking for a job at some point, which by the way, did happen, <laughs> right? Following this along because this person's trading service actually blew up at one point because of the change in the market conditions. So therefore back testing and recent results of a trade, I mean, they're not going to be a good method to determine your future success as a trader. Winning most consistently over time is going to require paying attention to and, ide and identifying the subtle changes that are happening in the marketplace so that you can notice when your strategy is losing its edge while that strategy is still winning. And perhaps even more importantly, you understand which strategies are most likely to, to do well in the upcoming market environment so that you can shift into those strategies before you experience the repeated losses that are most likely to happen with your current strategies. And you know, does this require skill? Yeah, of course. Um, uh, many traders I coach already have these skills, however, right? So uh, a lot of you, especially if you've been doing this for a while, you have a lot of skills that you possess that would allow you to do such things. But in order to use these skills effectively, you have to have our second skill, and that is a winner's psychology and mindset that allows you to identify when a strategy has edge, to recognize when the methodology is losing its edge and the ability to dynamically adapt that methodology as the market conditions are shifting. And lastly, to remain successful as a full-time trader, you really need a long-term sustainable business model. You know, I often speak with traders who say something like, well, you know, I make $100,000 a year at my current job and I'm risk averse. And I have say, you know, I don't know, a few hundred thousand dollars in savings. And I wanna quit my job and I wanna trade full time. 
which is certainly possible, by the way, assuming you get rid of this risk-averse part, that is not going to help you as a creator, but it's certainly possible. And they say to me, well, if I could only find this trading strategy that makes $5,000 a month consistently, then you know I can go out and, and trade and leave my job and I can retire. Now, to be fair, from a surface level statement like that, you know, I don't know much about their situation or what type of planning they've done. But what I can tell you based on coaching hundreds of traders towards full-time trading is that I can usually take a statement like that pretty much at face value. I mean, they really haven't put all that much thought into it. And if I do take that statement at face value, I have to kind of think, really? This is your plan, right? Have you ever run a business that has variable cash flow? <laughs> It's not like a job where you get a paycheck every you show up and get a paycheck. Trading is very, very different, right? Trading is a business that has very variable cash flow, and your return does not equal the amount of effort you put in. The reality is that making $5,000 a month every month, especially bl blindly following some set of trading rules non-subjectively, is a fantasy. It is not reality. Now, Sure, you know you might be able to average five thousand dollars a month trading in a good non-subjective trading strategy for a certain period of time, but if trading non-subjectively, regardless of what your backtesting results are, that five thousand dollars a month average that we're talking about, it's going to come in the form of some really good months where you know maybe you're making ten thousand dollars, maybe you make fifteen thousand dollars, and some break-even months where you really don't make anything. Maybe small losses, small gains. And then you're going to have periods of time where you're going to have losing months and sometimes even extended periods of drawdowns. This being the case, the income from your trading business is going to be quite variable, meaning that it is going to be critical for you to properly manage your cash flow. All right. So understand as a full time trader, your account, your trading account, it is your golden goose. You need to maintain a certain amount of money in that trading account in order for you to make money. Meaning you can't allow it to draw down, but you have to allow it to draw down at the same time, right? So you are going to experience drawdowns, not only from your general expenses that you'll now be pulling out of your trading account, but also from the trades themselves, either not making money or losing. Meaning that as you're trading, you need to save money during the good times to cover the drawdown times. You have to refund your trading account. You also need to be aware of inflation. In order to simply maintain your standard of living, you will need to make more money in the future than you make today, probably substantially more money, meaning you also need to save enough money to grow your account. You're going to need to save money in case there's some sort of issue that comes up where you can't trade for an extended period of time. We have health issues. We have emergencies uh, that come up where we may not be able to trade. We have to have money saved to put aside for that. You need to save money for emergency expenses. You need to save money to pay taxes and health insurance that your company no longer pays because you're no longer working for them. And there's a whole host of other things. And you have to do all this while keeping your mindset and emotions in check so that you can actually trade properly. Basically, what this means is if you need $5,000 a month to live on, even if you do find some miracle trading strategy that's going to guarantee you to make $5,000 every month, you're still setting yourself up to lose. Those parameters are too tight. You're not considering everything you need to consider in order to successfully go out and do a trading business. 
which is why the vast majority of traders who decide to trade full-time will eventually fail and have to return to their jobs. But it doesn't have to be that way. We also have a lot of successful traders who've gone out and they've been out for a long time and they're incredibly successful, even with the changes in the marketplace that have been happening. With the right skills and guidance and expectations, you know, you can become successful long-term as a full-time trader. And that's what the Trading Triangle Program is about. So we look at what most traders are missing and we're talking about experienced traders. Most people who've been trading options for several years and they've been diligent in their education and they've been actually in their live positions, most of them have an adequate mechanical knowledge and ability to make money in the market over the time. However, very few of them have the mindset and psychology to adequately utilize those mechanical skills and knowledge and abilities. And then when we start talking about financial plans to go out and do this full time, even fewer people have adequate financial plans and what we call contingency plans to sustain a profitable business where they could rely exclusively on trading as an income source. And we want to fix all that through this type of education. When we look at these three areas, though, the majority of challenges that experienced traders face are generally psychology related, right? They have problems that they've created through beliefs, values, and expectations that prevent them from being profitable, you know, and these include what we call detrimental beliefs, detrimental values or values that are not in alignment and expectations that you or we as human beings likely adopted without us being even being aware of it as we came up through life. And these things are not benefiting us. So a big, big part of this program really focuses on psychology, but we do address all three of our essentials here, right? So we need all three of these essentials to remain profitable over time, but some of these essentials are more important than others. And unfortunately, most traders, they spend all their time focusing on trading strategies. And trading strategies and understanding trading strategies is obviously very important. But proper psychology, you can have all the trading knowledge in the world. If you don't have the proper psychology and the proper expectations, you're not going to make it. So psychology is critical. And of course, if you're out on your own, I mean, if you're just doing something as a habit, that's fine. You know, as, as a, not a habit, but a hobby, that's fine. But if you're going to go out and you're going to rely on your trading for income, proper business practices are really quite vital. So this is where we're headed today. And Stephen is here. Thanks, John. That, that, was, that was great. And just so people know, when we did this or when John did this live seminar, we did it in Hawaii. And I was a student at the time. So I want to make sure that I bring that perspective to the table. And now that I'm a, I'm a coach and running my own trading business. But before I get into what I wanted to share, John, if you could let people know your credentials and certifications and your background, not only being a prop trader, but your NLP, I think that will really add some value to, to what we're going to talk about next. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know me, before I started trading, I started trading in the 2005-2006 era. And before I started trading, I was locking your success. I actually started out as a success coaching company, and I'm a master NLP practitioner. I'm also a master NLP instructor. I trained with Richard Bandler, Tony Robbins, and a lot of uh, Chris Howard, one of the top names at NLP for extensive periods of time, and uh, also 
master hypnotist and also certified life coach from multiple organizations and so forth. So I'm really into psychology. We have you know, tremendous assets when it comes to having the ability to help somebody through the mental challenges that they're having that are stopping them or blocking them from becoming successful trading and shifting values and what we call setting anchors and so forth through that. I have that side of coaching. I am a professional master life coach, just master NLP, and we can do hypnotherapy and all this other stuff. So I'm very well versed in that area. Also as a trader, I've been trading successfully for, you know, now, what is it since, well, since 2006, 2007, and I've been training traders since 2007 in this. And we've had many, many traders who come through our, our company and, and gone out and traded full time. And we've, we've had, we train instructors in other companies, you know, many of our past students are instructors in other companies right. and, and competitors and so forth. So, and I've traded, you know, professionally for the hedge fund. We've dealt with you know millions of dollars at the same time. I have the experience in the trading. I have the experience in the psychology. And of course I've run businesses, you know, all my life. So we have, we have that as well. And we've, we've yeah. helped people in that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for that, John. I was just going to say, so that's very, it's very unusual in the trading business, the trading world to have somebody have an expertise, a high level of expertise in all three areas, right? How to run a business, the psychology or mindset component, and then the actual training. So John's very robust in all those areas where I've yet to meet any professional traders that, that have that kind of background. So with that, let's dig into some of the detail. I appreciate that, John. And again, I'm going to give this from a perspective of a student and now somebody that's gone downstream or upstream, however you want to think about it, from that point. And we hope to be able to develop a roadmap for you guys to be able to do the same thing. So who's this program really benefit? Who is it for? It's really traders of all skill levels. You know, it's not necessarily targeted to those who are already deep into the trading and they're just, you know, they're trying to make that decision whether they want to go professional or, or not or go full-time or not. We have two memberships. We have a go membership and a pro membership and they're set up in a uh, roadmap type framework. So stage one would be the beginners and stage five would be what we call a, a pro members where they're trading discretionary, uh, using the charge, using implied volatility analysis on and so forth. So the point I wanna make here is the earlier that you can learn these components that we're laying out today, the better, right? Because you wanna lay out good business habits early. You wanna lay out good mental game and psychology early. You don't want to do what 90% of traders do is like John mentioned earlier, is just completely focus on strategy, strategy, strategy. And then when you finally get some success, you're like, oh, okay, now I'm going to look at my, you know, how am I going to do my cash flow analysis and projections, or how am I going to think about um, drawdowns and when I run into a mental rut or a life event happens. The earlier we can get to those things in our trading careers, the easier it's going to be down the road. So really this is no matter what stage you are in trading, these teachings in this program is really going to benefit you because you know at the end of the day, trading is not a side hustle. It is not a it is not a hobby. This is a high performance business. And so setting up those good habits and having an early vision of what you want this to be down the road is going to make this process much, much easier. Absolutely. It also gets you away from the 
what we call a circle of doom where these people yeah where you're just looking for a trade and you're just hope and, and you think that you're going to have a set of trade rules and then you're going to be good forever uh, yeah exactly that's not trading exactly right that's not trading. that's not trading that's not trading so when we think of these three elements that we've been presenting you know think of it as the three leg of the stool right if you pull one of the elements out then the chair is going to fall down and you know we here at Lock in Your Success feel that psychology is the most important element. It's the way that you access your edge. It's the way that you access the components on how to run your business in a proper manner. Without the psychology and the proper mindset, really nothing else is going to matter. If you don't have that mental makeup, you're going to run into all sorts of problems. Thinking in terms of scarcity, which we can talk about a little bit later, get myopic about strategies. You don't have an open mind. You're not fluid with what's happening in the market. If you don't have a proper mindset and mental approach, then you're going to neglect the business component of this business. So having a complete mental approach is really, really, really critical. Trading is is a marathon. It's not a get rich quick sprint. Say that fast five times. <laughs> I, I know that that's kind of, and it, like I said, you know, I've, I've been there. It hasn't been that long for me uh, in relative terms where that's usually the first things that attract you to trading. Oh, that, you know, the barriers to entry are almost zero, right? If you've got some capital, an internet connection, a PC, you can open up a broker's account, you're in. So, I mean, there, right. there are no And you have barriers. more than enough people telling you it's easy. Just, yeah, just, yeah. Just follow yeah there's plenty of people that'll, you know, take a monthly subscription to tell you that it's super easy and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, that's just a recipe for yeah, disaster. And, and, and too, as we, I think as we know. Yeah, right. So another thing, too, is right. So here, here's the thing. It, it, we, strategy is important. Trading strategy is important. Let's not mm-hmm. underestimate that. But what I can tell you is this. If you have the right mindset as a trader and you understand business models, you can make virtually any style of trading and any strategy work, okay? But I can take somebody with any trading strategy, regardless of how good it is, and if their mindset's bad, they can't follow the strategy, they will do poorly, you know, their trading is eventually going to blow apart. So the mind, it comes back to the mindset. The same thing with, with a business model. If you can't follow your business model because your, your mindset's off, it all comes back to the mindset. Everything comes back to that. And that's critically important. And I can tell you too, that was critically important in my success. And I did the same thing a lot of you guys did. I mean, we didn't have the type of information we have met today, but back in 2005, 2006, I'm going through trading strategy after trading strategy. I'm following this person. I'm following that person, trying to figure out a way or, 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 or just a set of rules or whatever that where this mm-hmm. magical system is going to make me money all the time. I was there too. And, and realistically, I, and I learned a lot with strategies that way. Cause I tried a whole bunch of different things and that and to some extent, that's really good, right? You get that experience down, but realistically I didn't start making money or be profitable until I just decided that, Hey, you know, this mindset thing, I have to get, I have to basically do the things that will make me successful in any area of life. And if I do that, I'll be successful in trading. And that's when things you know started working for us. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, that's really well said, right? You're not going to be a CPT, consistently profitable trader until you internalize those things about ourselves. And there's one quote that wasn't really meaning to bring this up, but it really came to mind as we were just talking, John, that, that you've had this quote that you've had in the past is we are so insecure that we are looking for constant validation from a winning trade. Mm-hmm. That is literally exactly the first mental 
slash decision trap we fall into when we start trading. And you don't even think of it in those terms, but type A personalities, those of us that are very competitive, which is probably everybody on this presentation, on this call, we're competitive people. And we don't even really know it subconsciously. A winning trade feeds that need for validation and all these other human needs, which we will touch on later. But that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. We're not talking about just win, lose, make money, don't make money. It's what does that trade say about our needs and wants and validation that we might have. So when we're talking about psychology, that's the kind of level of stuff we're talking about. Right. And that's huge because that goes right back to where we started, where people are trading something because it did well recently and they're and they're scaling up size because it did well recently. And then it loses and their confidence level is shattered right. because they put their confidence in the wrong thing, first of all. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they just blow apart. So good, yeah. good it, talk. It, yeah. it, it makes things much more difficult when you don't address or at least recognize and accept these things up front. So we've laid out these three, three elements three legs of the stool, if you will, to trading strategy, the business model, and the trader mindset. I'd like to touch on each one of these components individually and dig into some of the detail. So the first element, trading strategy and mechanics. Let's talk about trading strategy. This is usually everybody's favorite part. It's the dessert before the main meal, right? A lot of ways. <laughs> exactly. And we know that's the how we should carry about, go go about our diets, but let's dig in. Well, everybody wants dessert first, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the fun part. You know, you, you, you want to think about, well, first of all, you want to have a portfolio of trades. You know, John mentioned this earlier. That, uh, no, there is no one trade that's going to win all the time in all markets, period. Full stop. Let that go. Now, some of us know that intellectually. Some of us. Gets hammered uh, into us over time. <laughs> Get hammered. Yeah, don't, don't and really believe that, but uh, whether it's su- conscious or subconscious, most of us at some point or another have held that belief. It doesn't exist. And I've held That's, it too. So yeah, if, we've all held it. If you it. hold that I belief, mean, don't feel bad about it. I mean, yeah, that's what you have. Yeah. And okay. as I go through this presentation, I've stepped in every pothole. So these things I've experienced, so I can, I can speak to it because I've done it. You know, the other thing I want to mention too, if, if you're not sure if you have that belief or not, don't. Don't go by what you think you believe, because, you know, when we talk about, when I talk to people from a logical standpoint, they always say, well, you know, I understand I'm going to lose a trade, but that's not true, right? Because what you need to do is you need to look at your behavior and what you're doing and then go by your behavior to determine what you believe, because we all believe we think we, we think we believe certain things, but when you look at your behavior, you're doing something different. And if your behavior is scaling up when you're winning and scaling down when you're losing and hopping strategies when you're losing arbitrarily, I mean, that is telling you something about what you believe. And that's extremely important. Yeah, yeah, that's feedback that we need to take, take action, corrective, or to amplify the good behaviors and course correct on the others. So... So the way I think about trading strategies, you know, you need to have a portfolio of trades rather than just the one single trade that we think is going to win. You know, and, and again, let me just I want to drive this home a little bit more. Taking a trade that wins in a certain environment and then when the environment changes and you tweak it is not you are not now trading two different trades. You are curve fitting. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about completely different trades that take advantage of completely different market environments, right? Markets can either, they trend or consolidate, they're, uh, and you either have steep or flat skew. High, high 
Applied volatility or low implied volatility as we're in, for income trading. Those are the two types of analysis we have to take into account if we're trading subjectively, right? So each trade needs to have a job. Think of it as your employees of your business, right? So for example, I might have, you know, X trade, maybe my bull trade and it covers my overhead. It's more hands off. It's set it and forget it. I don't have to spend a lot of mental bandwidth on it. And that trade's job is to cover my, my trading business overhead you know, subscriptions, my uh, cost of my internet, maintenance, software, whatever, right? So, and then trade Y, I'm going to use its job, its job description of, as employee Y is to grow the account. It's going to be a little more aggressive, definitely more hands-on, require more attention. But at the end of the day, the juice is going to be worth the squeeze for that particular trade. For me, back in 2019, that trade was the rock, right? You, you, it, it has a, a very aggressive profit and loss uh, target, but it also has a high win rate. And it was a great way to grow the account. That trade is not necessarily fit for the environment we're in now, but there are other trades that can grow your account. And that's the kind of adaptability and different employees, if you will, to to continue the analogy that we need. And then you might have uh, employee Z, right? Where um, it has even higher returns, even more aggressive. Um, maybe there's something that fits more in the middle, like like I would probably say our M34U or our M3 strategies are more uh, cover more different market environments. You know, they're not going to hit home runs, but they're, you're not going to get your head taken off, and they're not necessarily going to just eat up all your mental bandwidth. So each trade needs to have a have a job, and think of it think of it your business in that way. Yeah, the other thing too that I talk about and I've been talking about more recently is breaking your trades down to the techniques within the trade. What's your entry techniques? What are your adjustment techniques? What are your exit techniques in this particular trade? And when do those specific techniques tend to, where do those techniques have edge in the marketplace and where, and where do they not have edge in the marketplace? In other words, when should we use them when we shouldn't use them? You'll see us in the pro membership all the time. I'll start off with a, you know, with a bearish butterfly. We'll flip it into an M3.4U. We'll go to a bull vertical. You know, sometimes we'll add bull verticals, and we're using, you know, we're using these trading strategies as guidelines to what we know generally works over time with a very high probability. But then we're taking the techniques within each of these strategies that we know are effective in certain types of environments, and then we're applying them to the strategies. So. We're trading differently over time. And a decent example of this is probably the, the most recent winning trade that we just put out today. So you go to the winningtrade.com, you can see what we're doing for our live play trade in our Go membership and how we took you know, an M3.4U, we did some modifications to it so that we won a trading cycle that would generally be a loss for a standard rules-based trade. And it's just by doing these adaptations, which is really good. Um, Stephen, while I'm talking, right, why don't I just quickly yeah. just tell them about the promotion we're having, and then we can yeah. move on. So the trading triangle, it covers the three essential elements we're talking about to your success. So like Stephen was just talking about, understanding trading system. We want to uncover the secret to low-risk, high-probability trading strategies. We want to create and uh, modify broken wing butterfly trades to match your objectives. We talk about how to hedge. We talk about when to exit to avoid unexpected drawdowns, right? So you should have exit criteria that are much, much more detailed than a profit target or an exit loss trigger or a date. How to adjust your position size for success. There are times when you should be scaling your size up and scaling your size down. So you want to vary that position size. 
adapting to the market with advanced M21 style trade planning. So for those of you who don't know what M21 is, it's where we take a look at or we analyze the market in a certain way, and then we create a trade for that particular situation to maximize our profits, minimize our risk, uh, and you know, given the current situation so that we have the best chance at making more money more consistently. We talk about trading systems development and then uh, you know, emergency procedures. So for those of you who have back-tested and get these really big moves, and it doesn't really seem like a big deal, if you've live-traded those same moves, there's a different things going on. There's certain trades that can't get executed at certain times, or maybe they can get, ex- they can get executed, but they're maybe not beneficial to do. So you know, we talk about our emergency, you know, what to do in emergency situations like that. Also, you know, with your trading strategies. We also talk about the second element. To, to your success, and that's the trading business. We dive deep into the business side of trading. Uh, we talk about imperative things to consider before you quit your job and become a full-time trader. We talk about how much is needed for your net worth and how much of your net worth should be used for trading based on your specific situation. We talk about how to set up budgets, creating cash flow projections, understanding how to position size for success, uh, as well as hedging and disaster planning for your business. And the third and most essential element to your success is being psychology. That's a very large part of the program. We identify, uh, we show you how to identify what's holding you back from massive success in your life. We talk about, uh, or we teach you how to harness the power of your own mind and use it to your advantage. We talk about how to install the thought processes of long-term, highly successful traders, the six human needs and how they relate to your trading results. I think Stephen's going to be talking about that in the near future. And talk about showing you how to learn what drives your behavior, feelings, and actions. I just talked about that briefly a minute ago. And you have to look at your behaviors to see what's actually going on in your head, not necessarily what you think you think. Discover how to drop into the zone at will. A lot of people want to trade in the zone. Well, it's certainly possible under certain circumstances. And we teach you how you can allow yourself to do that. We look at installing power anchors. We have actual demonstrations on installing anchors. And for those who don't know, an anchor is something that uh, you can use to create a certain state in your body and change the states of your body. So if you're feeling fearful or stressed, you can, you, you can install anchors to shift yourself out of that. Uh, and also how to collapse anchors. You may or may not know is you already have anchors or everybody has anchors. We naturally develop anchors that put us in certain states. And anchors that put us in bad states for trading while we're trading are bad. So we want to collapse those anchors. And we also have a life-changing example of the values elicitation process where we took a student and we elicited his values. And basically, this, that process changed his life after the seminar. So um, you, you, it's something you definitely, you definitely don't want to miss. Our special bonuses in the, with the program. We have the instructions for our values elicitation process. So you can do that with yourself or with a partner. We have hypnotic power sessions where I actually do live hypnosis during the class. We have live examples of powerful NLP processes that you can duplicate yourself. We had uh, David Heinzen, who's one of our pro traders and has been with us since, gosh, I don't know, uh, pretty much since I've been teaching. Yeah. 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 And yeah, a very long time. Talks about trading on the go. In other words, using your mobile app and, and so forth with your with your trades. It's a really nice segment. 
Uh, we have David Thomas, who is talking about the business of options trading. And then we have our successful options trader panel with six talented traders who share their secrets to gaining great trading performance over time. And um, you'll see some, if you've been in this business for a while, you might see some familiar faces in there because some, some of them are instructors for other places and so forth. So this whole program is the, called the Trading Triangle. It's the art of becoming a long-term successful trader. And our offer on this for today and the next week is the regular retail price is $19.95. Non-member basic member price is $18.95. Our Go and Pro member prices are going to be $16.95. And our pro members are going to get a discount down to $14.95. And then, of course, to get there, you can just go to our website. That's lockinyoursuccess.com. You just go into trading courses. This is a trading performance course. It is the trading triangle. And you can come in here and you can just pick whatever your membership level is here or whether you're a non-member. And then you can, you can buy it with that link. or if you are a member, you can go into the member dashboard, you go into the community, and you can just go to pro discounts or go discounts, depending on your level, and that'll pop right up. And you can click that link and you can get there. Okay, great. Thanks for that, John. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about, spend some time, obviously, I'm going to dig into deeper to what John just presented, you know, sort of the bullet points of what's in the program, and we'll we'll unpack this a little bit. What I want to take a minute to talk about edge. And when we talk about trading edge, most people can find that concept to just whether or not their trade has positive expectancy. And that's really an incomplete thought about edge, right? So you, your strategy to trade obviously has to have positive expectancy, but you have to have the application component. And you have to have the proper mental game. And those three things together creates our edge. And it allows us to have the adaptability as markets change. And you're going to see that as a, as a theme going forward is that's really what creates your edge, right? So, I mean, John, we all know everybody in our community, the things that worked before the COVID crash are not necessarily working now. They're not, and nor should they. They're not made for, you know, downtrending markets necessarily with, high ATR and high implied volatility, flat skew, and the ability to adapt and recognize what makes your, your strategy, what gives it, recognize what makes your strategy work, its strengths and weaknesses, and the ability to apply that strategy in the proper way using risk management. You know, the one thing we can really ever control in our trading is position size, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that is the number one thing that you can control. Everything else, there's a variables that you cannot control. You can only put yourself in, in a position to be lucky, which is to say, as long as I'm making good risk-reward decisions and putting the probabilities in my favor over time, I'm going to have uh, positive expectancy in my business. So I just want everybody to recognize, you know, we've talked about the middle game. I mean, that goes without saying at this point, right? But, you know, there's also part of the middle game is managing expectations and realizing there are going to be good periods, there are going to be bad periods, rough patches, and, and how are you going to deal with that? So all these things together, throwing those in the pot is the recipe to creating a creating an edge in not only your trades, but your, your trading business. Let's go to element two. Let's talk about the trading business. What are the things that we need to consider and think about? You know, we always, we get this question a lot, right? The student says, hey, you know, I I like this income style of trading. 
I don't like my job or I want a career change, whatever the case may be, what do I need to know to become a full-time trader? And the first thing that John always asks them is kind of like <laughs> hits them in the face, which is the blunt reality that most of us need is what is your plan for when your trade, whatever trade is working right now? Because people don't ask this question when they're in a drawdown. They ask this question when they're on, on trade number 18 of, in a row, right? Let's say that they're trading mm -hmm. the, the trade that you brought up earlier, John. That's when this question comes up. What do I need to know? You know, what else do I need? I got this winning strategy. What are you going to do when your trade stops? Hmm. Right. And, and, and you wouldn't believe the, the, the <laughs> length of silence I get when I <laughs> The crickets? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, well, what do you mean? You know, it, it, it's, it's like they yeah. haven't, even, haven't even considered that. Yeah. And, and I'm not chuckling to make fun of anybody. I'm chuckling because that was this question John slammed me with when I asked them that question. It's, it's kind of like it's, you know, that is a typical path. And what is your plan for other sources of income when you hit these rough patches? And JL, that's John, John Locke, obviously. And, and there's another quote, he might come back at you, says, have you ever really run a business before? You know, are you thinking about the things that you need to consider? So, you know, if those of us that have worked for large companies and mid-sized companies, you know, where you get that regular paycheck and your 401k and healthcare and all that stuff's kind of taken care of. When you go out on your own, those are things you have to start to consider, you know, and cash flow projections you know, and budgeting and and also this idea of, of a rebuild trading account. You know, there are scenarios where things can happen outside our control where our, our account gets blown up. I know during 9-11, uh, I think they, I believe it, they closed the markets for three days. Yeah. So let's say you're in an options trade, a weekly expiration on Friday, and you've got $50,000 of risk and your account is $100,000. And as you long as to, the you trade- You plan to exit when you're down $10,000, right? <laughs> yeah. And the, and the plane hits a building and they don't open the market until Monday. That thing's going to expire at the worst possible part of the expiration graph. Half your and account's out, gone. Out of the money puts in the same expiration cycle do not help you there, by the way. Yeah, right, right. right. So, right. <laughs> I mean, as outlandish of an example as that is, that actually happened. I mean, I don't know that people lost fifty thousand dollars, but the market did close. Well, the, luckily um, we didn't have we didn't have daily expirations then. Yeah, the expirations, right? And the monthly expiration cycle was far enough away. That's true. Where where they opened up back up before that, that expired? Yeah. That's not that true. That risk anymore. is there now. It absolutely. Well, it would have been one, there too, but if but it, you know, it, yeah, it's not it, it's not as likely you'll hit it if you're if you're yeah. trading once a month and if you're trading every day. So right, you got SPX Monday, Wednesday, Friday expirations. You could really be exposed. Um, so you know, these are all the things that you got to really think about, and we dig into those in the program and bring those forward. You know, really, when you go out on your own, it, it, the mental part of the game is what changes the most, you know, I like to use the term, you're working without a net, right? You don't have that safety net underneath you when you're working for a company and you got that, that paycheck that's coming in and maybe the, the, you're starting to trade on the side. If you have a string of losers, you still got that paycheck coming in. So it right. kind of, it you're going to, it's going to elicit different subconscious emotions and reactions from you when you know you, you does it's not really going to change your lifestyle. Even if, you know, you're, take a 50% hit in your trading account and you still have that job. When that job is gone and the regular paycheck is removed from the equation, it's a very different set of conditions to deal set with. of talking yourself. It's a different set of emotions. Yep. And when you, as you should know, if you don't know, when you're in a different emotion, you act and behave differently and you think mm -hmm. differently. So you have to be prepared for that.
Yeah. So these are the key things we want to think about, right? So the, the, the business challenges, how much money do I need? You know, some of us may not actually have a very strict budget that we're aware of. You know, we, you got to be aware of what, what money's coming in and how it's going out and have cash flow ex- expectations. This next bit, the disaster planning. I think this is something that a lot of us probably subconsciously avoid. Maybe that's the, the avoid pain, seek pleasure thing in all of us, John, right? So, you know, well, what so you- so we, we think based on our emotions, right? So yeah. if we're, you know, we're emotionally involved in trading, everything else falls away. Right. Such as so, this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. what what is a specific disaster plan? You know, what if you literally do get hit by a bus or, you know, fall off the, I mean, these are awful things to consider, but they do happen, right? These tragedies happen and you've got a half a million dollar trading account. And I had this knows- happen, right? Okay. Had, I had not, not to me personally, but to a, a, a woman that I know, her okay. grandfather had all their family's assets in the stock market. And this was back in 2000 and late 2007, early 2008. And he died hmm. and they left the assets to the family. Well, they saw the, I mean, and none of them have any trading experience, right? So he died at the bottom of 2008. I don't know. I don't remember what their value went from, but it went from, you know, something like $2 million to, and the way they traded out of it, they ended up with like almost quarter million, right? So you took like one tenth of what it was and they forced Mm -hmm. their way out. They didn't know what to do with it. Now you can't blame them for it, right? They don't know. And they ended up losing all that money. And now, you know, all that work the grandfather had, had done is now all for naught, right? right? So you don't want that to happen to you. <laughs> what happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. You want to have a, a plan or a process in place to do the simple things like the password to log into the account. If you need to take the position to all cash or go flat or whatever, you know, the, if, if you don't have the password, uh, you know, trying to get into a brokerage account, probably providing documents and all sorts of proof of identification, all that could be just a nightmare. Meanwhile, the market could be imploding on you. Right. Uh, if you have the password, be. it's not exactly legal, but you can go in and close somebody's positions. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, you, you, you need to think about these things. Like, how are you going to address that? And to have contingency plans for your trading, you know, your PC and your systems, you know, you have a backup plan. Do you have a... You know, I've got the three monitor desktop PC set up. I also have a, a laptop ready to go with all my analytical software always updated. Redundancy protocols. If my internet goes out, what do I? What's what's my backup plan there? All the way down to you know, I can sit at the table at Starbucks if I have to to close the position if I've lost internet at the house. All these kinds of things. You know, they're not hard, but you just they're things that we don't force ourselves to think about unless it's really presented to us. So th- this was really powerful, uh, amongst other things for me, and it, uh, is the, is the tools and the worksheets that were provided to think about things from an accounting standpoint, you know, your net worth and how it's distributed, where do I stand now, where I'm trying to get to, cash flow projections, you know, what does a good year look like? What is an average year? What is the poor year? Put some, uh, contextualize those things, not just, you know, I mean, 75% of my account this year. Well, I don't don't know. Is that, that, that sounds really great. Is that sustainable? Is that a one-off? You know, we need to put some parameters around what that looks like as we project it out over time. What's my budget, my spending plan, right? Right. So one of the things we did during the class, by the way, right, is I did a, a like a real example. I took I took the actual results from the M3 from Options Trading for Income webinars, and 
I took the assumptions of the traders, right? So we made a bunch of assumptions in the class yep. that you'd be okay going out full time, trading this M3 trading strategy that returns this much average over an extended period of time. And we said, okay, this is the situation. Is and this is what we're going to trade. And we already know the results of the trade, by the way. Is this person going to make it as a trader? And we ran the spreadsheets through. And one of the things we found out is with the assumptions that the people in the class were making, they would have to close their business They've, with, with right. the results we already knew we had, right? So, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's the exercise you got to go through. Are the assumptions and inputs going to give us the outcomes to make this work or not? Right, right. Are yeah. we getting what we think we're going to be getting? That's extremely yeah. important to know. Yeah, exactly. So let me give you a screenshot of an example of, a, of some of the worksheets and tools that, that we go through in the program that John goes through. This is personal debt balance sheet, right? We got our assets, we got our liabilities. I mean, you can see the specifics, you know, that you're going through from your asset side, your cash, your investments, your real estate, and how that is offset by your liabilities. And look at your your debt ratio, right? Your what? What are your uh, what's the uh, relationship between your assets and your and your debt? And your income and, and your debts, yeah, and, right? Yeah, and and where do you stand? And where are you, uh, you know, in danger? Where are you comfortable? And to really force you to look at those things and on a granular level. And then here is another one, which is a probably you know, one of my favorites is just actually, you know, a, a spending plan, the budget, right? Like how many of us, probably a lot more of us are, are more uh, thinking about our budgets these days with inflation <laughs> more than we used to. <laughs> so it's a really good exercise. It's a really good habit to get in period. But as you can see in here, you know, John's got the emergency fund that we need to think about uh, refunding your account. You know, what are you going to do when you do get excess profits, you know, quarterly and annually, how are you going to distribute those funds? You know, a lot of people think about when they think about their monthly expenses, they think about how much electricity they have and, mm-hmm. and you know, what's their you know, mortgage payment or whatever, but they don't think of the long-term expenses that they have to build in. Like, you know, where's the money you're going to get to replace your car? Yep. Where are you going to get for car maintenance? What are you going to do for house maintenance when your heater goes and your roof goes? You know, all that stuff needs to be built in. Are you, are you saving for your kid's wedding or your kid's um, you know, education? College fund, IRA. Yeah. Yep. Right. All that stuff needs to come into play. And you also have to consider too, there may be a point at which you can't trade anymore because maybe you're really not mentally able to have the acuity to do so. And mm-hmm. you're going to want to retire completely and live off an income. So you need to make sure you're building savings in that way. So yeah. And, and going through these worksheets just really forces you to drill down into those, those specific items and think about them. I think this speaks to what you were talking about. The, you took the trade. This is the worksheet where you could do some cash flow projections in your trading account, right? Like right. it shows you what, you, and you could put the graph this out on a chart and have your equity curve. But what does a drawdown look like? You know, where, when am I flying too close to the sun, so to speak? Where do I run in trouble? And how am I going to distribute excess profits? Um, and how am I going to. And where am I going to take the money from when I don't? Win. Yeah. When I don't <laughs> right. win and things draw down and how am I going to make sure that that doesn't put redline me, so to speak, mentally, you know, w- what level does this drop before I lose my mental capital? Like we talked about in our opening statements, right? You lose that it's game over. You lose your mental capital, your mental courage, however you want to call it, your mindset. You're not going to trade well. When you, when you go from an abundant mindset to a scarcity mindset, which is, can happen quickly in trading, it, you're done. You're done. It's over, right? As soon as you become afraid to trade and you yep. can't lose money, you're done. 
Yep. Your career is over. You might as well back it up. And, and when you go through the exercise of, of this level, and I can tell you, I don't know what percentage of traders you would say actually do this. I think it's very, very low. When you're able to do this and go through this exercise, that really boosts your confidence. It boosts your belief in yourself. It boosts your resiliency. When you do run into those rough patches and the drawdowns that are inevitable in any equity curve and in any business that you're running, you're like, you know, look, I've gone through all the exercises. I've got my cash flow projections. I got my budgets down. I've got all three elements of the stool covered. I'm not, it's, it's much easier to maintain an abundant mindset when you have those things in place. Absolutely. So let's go into the third element. It's a good segue, right? So trader mindset. And we can talk about the six human needs that John touched on earlier. So we have this two major buckets that John discusses, and this is really digs into John's expertise in NLP. These these are directly from Tony Robbins, by the way. Okay. Directly program. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Robbins program. You've got your personality needs and you've got your spiritual needs. You know, some people, really like the certainty in life, right? They might be OCD. They they don't like the chaos. Everything needs to be in order. And then this is something John kind of clued me in when we did our training together is there's some people that like the other way. They like the chaos and the uncertainty. Maybe you interpret that as variety and challenge, but these, these are these needs that we have from our, that are in our personality. Some of us are aware of them and some of us aren't, but you're going to need to draw those up to the surface in order to be successful long-term. And then we have our spiritual needs, right? And you are trading to fulfill one of these needs, by the way. You just right. don't know you are. Right. <laughs> right. That, that goes back to the quote that I, I read earlier, right? Let me read it again. We are so insecure that we are looking for constant validation from a winning trade. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if, if you need a trade to win to validate your self-worth, we got a problem. Houston, we got a problem. Right. You're just not going to make it as a trader. Right. Right. So John goes through in this program, you know, how, how each of these needs plays a role in our trading, how they relate. And this was really the, the real magic of this session. Uh, John did a one-on-one with one of the participants named Wayne, and he showed great courage, by the way. Uh, I think when John was asking he, he was for great. a volunteer. We were probing him. <laughs> yes. He asked for a volunteer. I, I, I'm pretty sure his was the only hand that went up when you wanted right. to do the solicitation. He wanted exercise to exercise with them. I mean, you yeah. have to go through this painful he, stuff. He was hungry enough to know that if I want to go, if I want to beat my goals and become a successful trader and all that comes with it, I, I got to go through the hard stuff. And this was, this was difficult. I mean, this wasn't, Patty cakes, but John was able to draw out the proper things and the proper issues deep within in the sub subconscious to bring out the right things in Wayne. And he's gone on to a wildly successful trading career and, and, and other adventures and so on and so forth. So just, just watching this session alone is worth. Right. Just, I mean, and he, his, on. his regular career had nothing to do with trading. It was yep. you know, basically auto repair. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, you could take this and mimic the session and really dig deep and, and uh, the value out of this that you need to, to reach your goals. So I'm not going to go through everything, just single one of these, but I, I wanted to at least outline and have people look at some of these things that you really need to think about 
what's truly important to you. I mean, that was, I think that was like the first question you asked them just out of the blue. And it's like, oh, wow. Uh, What's most important to you in your life, which is a big question, right? Yeah. And when somebody just kind of walks, it's almost like they walk up to you in the street and ask you that. And you're like, most people, if you can't, you need to be able to just bang, 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 Mm. you know, beyond family, your kids, your, you know, those kinds of things, those obvious things you need to dig deeper and unpack within yourself. What are the emotions and behaviors that the market elicits within me? You know, what, what is it about the market that triggers me? That's, pro- that's probably more in today's terminology, how we think of things. And like I said before, you know, uh, the Wayne, who was the participant in this, showed a lot of courage and willingness to go deep because he really wanted to be a good trader. He wanted to be an excellent trader, the best that he could be. And this is, these are the things you want to go through to get there, right? And it was really fascinating. You know, anybody could take this. this it's pretty fascinating where it goes. Yeah, exactly where it goes. And anybody could take this uh, and mimic this process through either, you know, writing, journaling, uh, doing this with a trading partner or a trusted person in your life and and ask these questions and dig a little bit deeper than just, you know, putting, taking trades off and on. Absolutely. The reframing and the recoding. Now, this is specific to the, to the NLP and some of these techniques and the anchors and the visualization. And we go through this process, right? We all stood up, turned to the person next to us and walked through some example procedures and and visualization anchoring techniques and the the trigger rituals, which is quite interesting. Like some of us were like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Yeah, you don't get it at first. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, that really worked. Or, oh, wow, that really elicited a certain response or mi- feeling or yeah response or feeling or trigger in my mind and it was really interesting how once you start to learn how your subconscious operates and have a little bit more input as to how your subconscious works right it's very empowering very empowering so yeah you know using the the physical ritual in order to get us locked in right so you have athletes that they get in the zone. They're locked in, right? Like Steph Curry, he's a famous basketball right. player. He's hitting, I think he has the record for the highest percentage of three-pointers made. And it's either all time or in a game or both. He's locked in, right? He's, he's visually, he's in the zone. And John teaches, teaches us uh, physical rituals you can go through to get into that zone, to get in that proper mindset so we can be successful when we're sitting at our trading desk. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to we add. We also on that talk topic. about how you unconsciously anchor yourself to stress when you're trading. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's that, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, you literally people, you know, they'll open their computer and they have an anchor of just looking at their desk, looking at their chart or whatever, and then they instantly go into this this um, state of stress, yeah. high distress. Again, you've, you've, you've yeah you've unconsciously and unpurposefully, you know, uh, by accident, anchored yourself to a bad emotional state for trading. As, you know, as your daily ritual, which is not a good yeah. thing. And, and as it relates to visualization, you know, John has said this in the past and it goes through the program, you know, you want to think through not only your winning scenarios, but imagine, you know, close your eyes and imagine the trade going against you. You know, it can be somewhat of a, is that painful? Is that something that elicits emotion? How are you going to respond? You know, you don't want to react. You want to respond intelligently. You don't want to just be reactionary with your emotions going all crazy and just, oh, get me out of this trade. Get me out of this situation. 
Well, yeah, want. exactly. I mean, people, well, for the most part, us as people, and I'm going to talk about myself too, your tendency is going to be, I've won us a couple of trades and mm-hmm. your brain automatically goes to what happened is going to continue. And therefore you kind of lose the possibility of a loss goes away from the surface of your mind. It goes back into deep into your mind. And then you kind of forget about that. And then next, you know, you're oversized. And then when you're actually facing that loss, it's a, sh- it's literally a shock because mm-hmm. you really didn't think it was possible when you entered the trade. And, you know, we want to make sure that that possibility is right up in front of you before you enter the trade and before you decide you know, how you're going to position size. Right. Yeah. And I just w- want to make one other comment on this is this is a really, really powerful technique is just reframing. And that's another way of saying, look at something through a different lens or have a different perspective, right? So losses, which can be a painful experience, not only to our account, but even sometimes emotionally or many times emotionally, right? But Mm -hmm. John has taught us, you know, reframe that as your losses being your greatest learning experiences. Like you don't learn anything from your wins. You're not doing trade debriefs. You're not picking it apart and re-back testing your winning trades normally, you should, but normally we don't, but we're going to learn the most from our losses. Embrace that experience as positive, right? So I'm be better when I have a loss and I do the trade debriefs and I'm doing the journaling and I'm doing the work to find out how I can be better. So reframing that experience from being a negative to a positive one is very powerful. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I want to point out is, some of the stuff that we say and some of the stuff I talk about, you might say, well, that's not right. That's not the way I see it. You know, loss is a loss or whatever. Mm-hmm. But realize that the way you frame something is going to determine the way you feel about things. And the way you feel about things is going to determine the, your ability and your access to your conscious and your more rational part of your mind. So it doesn't, my point being, it doesn't matter whether the way you think about something is correct or not. You have to ask yourself is, is the way I'm looking at this beneficial to me? Is it going to put me in a state of mind in an emotional state that's going to be lead to beneficial decisions? Or is it going to put me in an emotional state that's going to lead to poor decisions? Mm-hmm. And regardless of whatever happened means in reality, you're going to be a much better trader if you frame it in a way that's going to produce an emotion that's going to allow you to make better decisions. And that's how you're going to make money trading. And, and that is of the utmost importance because you just yeah. cannot make good decisions if you're in the wrong mindset. That's great. I mean, that's well said, right? So it, it's critical things like that, that we don't necessarily think about that could totally unlock the path to the success that you really want. So, you know, having said that, I want to just give some of my closing thoughts and hopefully everybody's got a good taste of the three essentials, you know, having a good strategy, the business aspect of, of trading, and then the proper mindset. But, you know, you got you to gotta make trading fun because in the beginning, you know, it's kind of like being at uh, Disney World, right? You lose all these flashing lights and it's the roller coaster and, oh my gosh, I bought calls on Tesla and I had a huge win and... And then all of a sudden reality sets then and you don't want to get caught into uh, this emotional roller coaster. You know, trading can be a grind and it can be isolating at times, but you got to make sure that you're still having fun 
you got to maintain that passion for it so you can avoid that burnout. You know, some things that I do is, you know, there's certain periods of the day that I'm not going to trade. I'm going to go out and do the things as a full-time trader uh, that I enjoy. I might go for a run, bike ride, get away, run my errands, and then come back later. I'm not just sitting in front of the computer watching everything tip for tip because that's just, you're not going to last. You're not, that's just going to grind you down. So some of the things you want to think about as you, as you lay out your day. That one concept, Stephen, has made such a difference for so many traders mm-hmm. that I, I can't even count them. And, you know, it, it's just, it's just, just don't take yourself so goddamn seriously. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we've all done it. We've all done it. Like, you know, uh, somebody said the other day is, it's, don't trade, don't live to trade. You trade so you can live your life. So you can do more impactful things in this world, right? Don't get so wrapped up in the trading. And, and quite frankly, I've been there. I've been so involved that, you know, the last thing I did before I go to bed was looking at charts. The first thing I did when I woke up was look at charts and I'm like, what am I doing? And when I started to do less is when I started to get more. Mm-hmm. Right. The, when I started to do less with my trading and less obsession, the more uh, success I experienced. Right. Sometimes this isn't your job. You don't get paid for the hours you put in. You get paid right. for how well your mindset is. <laughs> right. Controlled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and that kind of speaks to this other this other component. You know, is is trading controlling you, or are you controlling your trading? You know, who's the boss here? the markets or or you, and you want to make sure that you maintain that proper perspective. And always think about this as as a business, right? Businesses are long-term endeavors. They're, they're capital um, projects, however you want to look at it. Uh, Finding your true why that kind of speaks to what we were just talking about, right? You know, are you doing this to provide for your family, to fulfill a dream of owning your own business, to be able to, contribute part of your success to your favorite charity, you know, think about it, what, whatever it may be, whatever's important to you, attach a why to it. And it'll help you maintain that passion to get through the good times and the bad times. And it helps you keep it fun and exciting when, when you know your why you have some real meaning behind it, have a growth mindset, you know, trading is hopefully everybody here has already realized this is, you know, fixed mindset is old thinking, it's been proven through studies that it's it's a that's not true. It's a myth. You know, if you have an open mind and believe that you could grow just through learning, then you're going to be a success at trading and in any endeavor you have. And you and especially with trading, you got to fall in love with failure. That kind of talk, speaks to what I was talking about earlier: embracing our losses because that's where we're going to learn. Right. Well, uh, we that often... is a growth mindset. When we Absolutely. embrace bad experiences, that's me having a growth mindset. Yeah, well said. And you know, we, we see so many people who say, well, I'm afraid to fail. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you should probably go do something else unless you want to fix it. I mean, we can we can certainly fix that for you, but yeah, but as so long as you're afraid to fail, you are not going to make it in the trading business yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. And, and and enjoy the journey, right? This is not something where there's a destination. I've heard this from so many people where you just one day the light goes off and you're like, Wow, I've arrived. I'm a pro trader. Mm-hmm. I'm winning. It's not really like that, right? It's and just constantly getting better and constantly improving. We're all still learning. I'm still learning. You know, everybody is still learning through this. There's constantly new information coming out. There's new things happening in the market. There's the adaptations you have to make. Yeah. It's a learning. You, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a forever learning process. It's not something where you arrive to. I think you're right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and I'll say this, uh, the second to the last bullet point, uh, this has happened. This happened to me so many times earlier in my career is I would get really stuck on a market direction. You know, you, we kind of get caught into this. You're predicting or thinking the market's going to go a certain way and it doesn't really happen. And when the easiest opportunity in the market is right there in front of you, you're so mentally compromised that you can't take advantage. I mean, it's, it's like the easiest trade in the world is right there. And you're like, so screwed up in your mind that you miss that chance. And you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, that was like the low hanging fruit. That was, that was the trade of the year and I couldn't get it. Right. Yeah. Cause you're overly focused on, well, on being right, really. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you'll see me and I will, you say, I have a neutral mindset and you know, I, I think maybe that we need to dig deeper into that. I mean, you'll see me when I'm certainly not neutral. I'm, very bearish or very bullish. And you'll see my positioning in the pro membership represent that. But I'm also willing to flip that opinion on a dime. In other words, I'm not invested in that opinion. Yeah. You have a neutral mindset as it relates to that. You're, you're, you're going to be fluid. Yeah. I say, well, if new information comes into the marketplace, it tells me something different then I'm ready to flip that decision on a dime and change my positioning accordingly. Right. Right. So, so it's not that you, and, you know, part of the problem that people have with being subjective is they're so darn afraid that they're going to be wrong. Right. But, you know, as, as Marshall Silver, I love him. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. You can always <laughs> change your mind, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that great segue to the last bullet point. In the end, it's about letting go. Let that crap go. Exactly. exactly. Um, you know, that that's a whole nother topic in and of itself, you know letting go of, of things in our past that are still driving poor decisions today. You know, let that go, let go of the insecurity, let, let go of the need for validation from a winning trade, you know, let go of not, this is another quote, John, that I carry that, that John has is, you know, the reason you're not getting where you, what you want in life is because you're not willing to feel the feelings required to get there. Let go mm-hmm. of that resistance you know, the, letting go is, it comes in many different forms. So I, I will just end it there, John. I thought this was one of the more impactful uh, programs that you had. It was so holistic in, this, in the sense that it was it touched on the three major components to really be successful long-term. And, and I think it's a real life changer. So I think people are really going to enjoy it. I think it is. And it's something that we, you know, like I said, I highly recommend this for pretty much everybody because it, even if you're fairly new, it gives you the right perspective to look at trading so that you can become successful faster. And people come in to trading with these unrealistic expectations. And because of those unrealistic expectations, they take the wrong path and they just end up not doing well. So, or, or they end up spending or wasting years of their life trying to get better at trading when exactly when it can actually be done really quickly. So yeah. I want to make sure we do that. So let me just quickly go over just our offer again here. And in the meantime, you can make any questions or comments in the chat. Chris just says, you can't necessarily win this game by outworking everyone. You have to outthink them. And that is so, so true. It can be so easy if you're thinking properly. Uh, and that's the benefit of trading. You, the, the, the effort you put in does not necessarily equal the type of results that you get. It can be good but it can also be bad because a lot of people, the way they're brought up are expecting things to work that way. And they just, they just don't. So, uh, so great comment. Thank you, Chris. And yeah, so 
our first, this talks about our three essential elements to success. Number one, understanding your trading systems. And we talk about you know, uncovering the secret to low risk, high probability trading strategies, creating and modifying working butterfly trades to match objectives, how to hedge positions, uh, when to exit to avoid unexpected drawdowns, how to adjust your position size for success, adapting to the market, which is really the thing that most people really need to learn if they want to be consistently profitable. Um, we talk about trading systems development, emergency procedures for gaps and market crashes. We talk about our trading business, right? a deep dive into the business side of trading, things to consider before you quit your job and become a full-time trader, how much is needed for net worth and how much of that worth, worth should be used for trading based on specific situations, how to set up budgets, creating cash flow projections, understanding how to position size for success and hedging and disaster planning. And then uh, last but certainly not least, matter of fact, I would say Hollis, the most important element to your success is your psychology. And you want to identify what's holding you back from massive success. If you have the right psychology, you can be successful in just about anything. If you don't have it, it's hard to be successful in anything, including trading. So um, you want to make sure you learn how to harness the power of your own mind, use it to your advantage rather than having it fight against you. You want to make sure you install the thought processes of long-term highly successful traders. Uh, we really get into the six human needs and how they relate to all your actions and your thoughts and your emotions and ultimately your trading results. We want to make sure that you understand what is driving your behavior, what's driving your feelings, what's driving your actions. We want to show you how to drop into the zone at will so that you can trade well or the best that you're capable of trading. We help you install power anchors. We help you collapse anchors that don't serve you. And again, we have our life-changing values elicitation process, which you know the results are evident because they're here. And that was just with one session in front of people, which is quite impressive. We do hypnotic power sessions. We have live examples of our powerful NLP processes. And against David Heinzen, if you're somebody who has a job, you know, he's a pilot and he trades very large position sizes and regularly, both long-term and short-term. And he does that mainly from his, uh, you know, only being with limited availability to the market, you having to use a cell phone. We have a special segment from Dave Thomas, the business of options trading. And then we have a successful options trader panel with six talented traders and mentors in the, and David gives me a smile face. Yeah, I believe David is on that panel. <laughs> but uh, they share their secrets of great trading performance. So if this is something that interests you, or if you ever have the uh, dream of becoming a long-term successful trader and relying on that income, we highly recommend the Trading Triangle. This is the pricing structure that we have. 1995 regular price, $100 off for our non-member and basic members. So it's $300 off for our Go and Trading Performance members and for our Pro members, only $14.95. That's a $500 discount. And David's asking, when are we going back to Maui? That is a good question, something we should consider. All right, so to get that, if you're a member, you can just sign into the forum, look for Pro or Go discounts, and that will pop up for you. And if you are a non-member, just go to lockinyoursuccess.com and look for trading courses, trading performance courses, the trading triangle, and the information is all right there. So it doesn't look like we have any additional questions. So thank you for everybody for hanging on here. I think this is the first time we've had 100% participation for the whole webinar. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. I will take that as, <laughs> as hypnosis. Positive. 
you always take credit, right? That's what's yeah. for a hypnotist. When you're a hypnotist and somebody does something, you always take credit for it. So everybody stayed on. So I'm taking credit for that. And I'll give him, but I'm giving Stephen some too because he's the one who helped us too. I enjoyed it. All right. Yeah, me too. So thank you, everybody. And, um, and we will see you out there trading. And I wish everybody well. Trade well, everyone. Trade well. Thanks.